Welcome to Book Me, sponsored by Nimbus Publishing. I'm Costas Halavrezos. Today, Sarah Grindler, author of Forest Magic. When it comes to exploring nature, children have an unfair advantage. They're much closer to the ground than parents or grandparents. All the better to see all those fascinating bugs and mushrooms and lichens and wildflowers in the woods, and to ask questions the adults can't always answer. Sarah Grindler has helped level the inequalities of height and age and knowledge with Forest Magic, a guidebook for little woodland explorers, a book which she both wrote and illustrated. Sarah, welcome to Book Me. Thank you so much, Costas, for having me on. I'm super excited to be here to chat with you, <laughs> or on my phone. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. <laughs> in, in your own life, which came first, writing or illustrating? You know, it was definitely illustrating. And as a child, my father was also a children's book illustrator, actually. So I grew up in a house where there was constant illustrations going on and creative things happening all the time and I've always really enjoyed creative writing as well though I really enjoy like the marriage of both of them together but it's definitely illustration started first I can see this book uh, appealing to children or to parents and grandparents what shaped your approach to creating forest magic so that it would appeal to all of them great question I um well it's interesting I started the idea for forest magic when I was working on my last book seaside treasures and I thought oh a forest book would be so much fun I don't really know if I try to write for both I just sort of write whatever nuggets of knowledge I have in my brain that I've experienced through life and then if adult finds it interesting as well that's so great and it's often a lot of kind of shaving away of things because I blurt so much onto the page and often you can't have that much information in it. So you kind of just try to refine it down and boil it down to things that at least pique children's interest. And then if adults gain from it too, that's really, really wonderful. So I, I can yeah. see those little children who are being read to growing into the book so they can read it as well. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, it's funny because as a child, I love non-fiction books. I love books about sharks. I love books about amphibians of all different types. And I was always interested to be like, oh, well, what does that mean? What does this word mean? So just kind of um, cultivating a really good place for kids to want to expand to and learn and explore more is kind of where I'm kind of getting to. So, yeah. You're a, a writer and a visual artist. We've established that. But uh, you seem to <laughs> underline how all of the senses come alive and give us information about the woodlands. Oh, you know what? so exciting because um so working with nimbus i love the team working with 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 them and that was actually an idea that they came up with in the text editing they said oh well, why don't we add more of the senses and i said what a great idea so that was more of a collaboration with them and so that's how that came to life yeah all those things uh, the feel of the moss and the smell of the sap and of course the sound of the squirrels and the birds yeah yeah because it's definitely a full sensory experience being out in the woods or even being out anywhere really I want to thank you for something, and that is naming a thing in the woods that's always attracted my attention, what you call the nurse log. Tell us about the nurse log. Oh, yeah. Well, the nurse log, that's, that's so funny because even a couple people that have read it already adults have said, oh, you know, I never even heard of it called a nurse log. 
And that's something that as a child, I, I knew all about a nurse log and um, I was part of the like girl guides and I guess you also have scouts for boys, but that was something we learned about as children as well. And just the importance of, you know, a, a dead tree, even a standing dead tree is important for habitat for homes for all kinds of birds and wildlife. And yeah, the nurse log has always fascinated me so much. And I've always photographed so many nurse logs because we've been hiking and for years, ever since I was a child. And And my parents were always really good at showing my sister and I, like, the little things. Um, We'd be going down a path, and we'd always be like, Mom, what's taking you so long back there? And she'd be like, well, look what I found. And she would have found beautiful little mushrooms on a nurse log or wildflowers or, like, a little tree frog. So I'm very, very interested in the detail and getting kids to really to look at the smaller things and just when you're going by it looks like oh just a little pile of debris there but it's actually full of life. Yeah things like uh, the lichen and the little bugs helping the log decompose. Yeah exactly. So take us on a voyage that starts with a child identifying those seeds of maple trees that we call keys. Maple keys. Yes absolutely. So a child would find a maple seed or a key and they could plant it and then over time observe them and all of a sudden there's a sapling that's about five feet tall and then over many, 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 many years that'll become a beautiful huge tree and um, yeah and all around where I live we've got so many beautiful forests that have a lot of really old growth trees still and it's quite spectacular as a little child to look at that and think oh my gosh this took so long to get here and it started from just a tiny little seed so I hope that that would be inspiring for anybody really in in what their voyage in life would be. And when you turn the page you know in that uh, journey you take the child on and see a a full-grown tree and start talking with the child about how big it can get compared to the size you are now. It it must be quite a moment of revelation. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I hope so. You have some fun uh, relating the connections between, uh, say, a very familiar mushroom and a very familiar bird. Oh, yes, the turkey tail. Yeah, (laughs) so... So what I try to do is I try to find things that would appeal to children, right, that they can kind of relate to a little bit. Because in nature, we've got so many amazing things that are named after other things. And that kind of came across with the wildflower names as well that I've always really enjoyed. So I thought, oh, it'd be super fun to have a little turkey in there just for them to be like, oh, yeah, okay, I see. And I mean, obviously, you can imagine a turkey as well, but it's kind of fun to just have that right there as well. And I've never known the name. I mean, I've seen those kinds of mushrooms growing out of tree trunks forever and never made yeah. the connection. Yeah, it fans out just like a turkey tail. Yeah, for sure. So there's another little nugget of wisdom there. So Now, on the other hand, you don't shy away from the importance of learning what a child can touch and should never touch in the forest for, you know, very different reasons. Tell us about that. <laughs> yeah, so my husband and I both are part of Salt Spring Search and Rescue, and um, there's a program called Adventure Smart where you go in and you talk to kids about how not to get lost in the woods and what what to do if you do get lost in the woods and little hazards and whatnot and honestly as a child there's a lot of mushrooms that look quite like candy right and they're (laughs) extraordinarily poisonous it's a tricky thing to kind of strike that balance there because I wanted to definitely have that component in here into the book but it was something that had to come across not as like a super negative thing but it's so important not to be tasting things in the woods if you don't know what you're tasting and for example the rough skinned newt that's also extremely toxic but as a child I feel a bit of a hypocrite here because I definitely touched them all the time I picked them up constantly and my neighbor had a bunch in his compost that I would go play with with my friend all the time but we 
always knew, okay, these are toxic, so we have to wash our hands afterwards and we can't eat anything if we have them around. So just kind of having that knowledge as a young child is so important because you can teach other people that or you can be like, oh, I saw that in that book that that I shouldn't touch that. Well, for instance, what what is the worst thing that can happen if you start handling a a rough-skinned newt? Uh, Well, you know, I heard a story a little while ago, and it was about campers who accidentally made rough-skinned newt tea because a rough-skinned newt had climbed into their teapot. Oh. um, Yes, right? So anyway, apparently they had passed away. I, I can't really say that I know for sure that that knowledge is true, but I do know that they they can make you incredibly sick, and obviously if you ingest it, you would probably not make it. But like honestly, if you just wash your hands afterward, you're fine. And also if you pick them up with a glove on, or often I find them in the middle of the road when I'm driving down the road around fall time, Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm always picking them up and rescuing them, but I, again, I just know to definitely wash my hands. And there's also the matter of of being uh, very gentle and, and not touching birds' eggs, which would be so attractive to a little one. Wouldn't they just? Yeah, exactly. And growing up, actually, I knew so many times not to touch something or not to, not to disturb something. And especially, like, it's wildlife, right? It doesn't want to be tampered with. It doesn't want to be held. You know, it's so terrified of you. So, yeah, it's, it's good to actually just know to observe things. And, again, like, things like pine cones and things that are very benign, you can definitely pick those up and enjoy those in different ways. But... Yeah, I I do really believe in leaving things untouched for others to observe. Just finally, how much did the timing of your first child's arrival influence this book? Oh, (laughs) well, you know what? I was still finishing one last illustration when Jackson was born. So he was, (laughs) yeah. And it's funny, I was madly trying to finish it all before he was born. And so, and then he ended up, he was born on October 9th. And then I, I messaged Emily. I said, oh my gosh. Jackson's born, and I'm, I've got one more illustration, because I was trying to get it done by the end of October. <laughs> this is Emily, says, your editor. Yeah, yeah. And she says, Sarah, it's ex- so exciting that he's here. She said, just take a breath, like, give yourself a week or two just to enjoy him. And she said, we really don't need it but until, like, Christmas holidays. So <laughs> that kind of took the pressure off a little bit, but I definitely was so badly wanting it to be done. So, But yeah, so he would be napping, and I would, you know, be painting away, or I'd be holding him painting. So he was definitely a big part of this, which is really cool to me, actually. So, yeah. Well, Sarah, again, congratulations with this uh, book, Forest Magic. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me on. This has been really lovely to chat with you. It's been a pleasure. Sarah Grindler is the author of Forest Magic, a guidebook for little woodland explorers. It's published by Nimbus. We have dozens of conversations for you with people who create books in Atlantic Canada, authors, illustrators, editors, and designers, all on bookmepodcast.ca. Pass the word to your fellow readers. If you'd like to comment on a podcast like today's with Sarah Grindler, our email address is info at bookmepodcast.ca. Are you on Instagram? We are. Get an alert every time we post a new interview. Just follow Book Me Podcast. If you're in the Lunenburg County area, tune into our show every evening on the nonprofit radio station CHLU 93.7 FM, just before sign-off around 9 o'clock. Book Me is sponsored by Nimbus Publishing, and thank goodness Laura Hines can always tell the forest from the trees in all matters digital. I'm Costas Halavrezos. Now, let's go read. Read.